You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 35. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jen Snyder, and as always, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. I have been excited to share this episode for weeks, you guys, mainly because it's always fun to meet someone in person and have them be exactly who you thought they might be. Joanna Waterfall is my guest on today's show, and she is just as kind and genuine as you could imagine. I've been completely inspired by her work over the last several years, and she's got even bigger things in the works for this year. As you know, I recorded this episode while I was in L.A. last month, and in the episode, Joanna mentions a Kickstarter campaign. Well, that campaign has launched, and it is going strong. In the episode, we dive into all of the projects Joanna is working on, why she decided to really streamline her process with her design clients, what prompted her to launch the Yellow Conference, and all of the big things coming down the line for that community. So let's just get right to the show. Hi, Joanna. Hi. Thank you so much for letting me kind of crash your studio here in lovely Burbank, California. Yes. Well, thank you for coming. (laughs) Yes, it's wonderful. So you are a graphic designer, you're a blogger, you're a conference founder, and one thing I love about that is that you're kind of this multi-passionate business owner. So when people ask you what you do for a living, how do you respond to that question? It's a, a hard one to answer. Um, I think anyone who, especially depending on who you're talking to, if I'm talking to a person who's older, I'm like, oh shoot, how am I going to explain this? Um, but yeah, it's a tough one to answer. I often find that I go back to the, I'm a graphic designer, I work for myself, just because that's the easiest to explain to people. People kind of understand what graphic design is for the most part. Um, and depending on how much time I have with that person, I'll then go on to say, I also run a creative conference for women called the Yellow Conference, and then depending on their reaction to that, I'll kind of go into explaining what exactly the Yellow Conference is, or bounce the question back to them and be like, so what do you do? And kind of put it on them and then see how the conversation goes. Yeah, I love that. Somebody else I interviewed, they said, you know, I just say that I own my own business. I'm a business owner. And usually that covers all the bases. (laughs) Yes, that's good. That's very good. So... Tell me a little bit about your career background. How did you get to where you are today? I was an art major my first two years of college, which um, I think really gave me a good foundation. Um, And it's really, looking back on it, it's impacted a lot of what I do on a day-to-day basis. I think I'm really an artist at heart. And for those two years, I really, you know, I learned fine art. I learned how to see. I learned how to draw and how to really think about the meaning behind things and how to really value art as, um, you know, a craft. Yeah, I started out with art and then um, I transferred schools my junior year of college. Um, My dad started actually working at a school, so it was kind of... I I was going reluctantly because I was getting free tuition, and I was like, okay, I'll go to this school. Um, and they didn't really have a good art program at the school I was going to, So, but they did have a really good up-and-coming graphic design program. So I said, 
graphic design, that's kind of like art, right? Like, I could do that. So I decided to transfer to graphic design, which was really an on-the-whim decision, but it impacted, you know, everything I do today. So I um, started doing graphic design there, and then my senior year of school, I got an internship at um, an advertising firm here in Newport Beach, which specialized in branding and image and web development. And after my senior year, I was hired full-time um, as a graphic designer there. And uh, I really learned there how to you know, pitch to clients, how to thoughtfully craft a brand visually, and how to take you know, meaning um, and put it into visuals, and how to really dig deep into businesses and bring that out in, into their brand, their visual brand. And just the value of design in business. I think when I was working there, I really saw how much these people were paying for their visuals and how much they were paying my boss to, you know, kind of pitch these things to them and talk about the meaning behind what they were getting. And I think watching him really helped me learn a lot just about the business of design and the, how to value it. And, um, yeah, so that was a really good experience for me. And... After I, uh, wor I worked there for about a year, and then I moved, I got married and moved here to Burbank. And in moving here, I, um, I started working for myself. So I was able to, that year working at um, the firm, to really build up my own freelance clients. And uh, I got a really good steady freelance job when I first started working here, which kind of helped me start working for myself. So, uh yeah, that's, oh, and then, you know, the whole Yellow Conference thing came in just recently, um, which I'm really excited about and super passionate about, um, and, you know, people, a lot of people are drawn into the Yellow Conference because of the visuals at first, and I think that everything that I learned, you know, as an art major at the firm that I worked at, just learning how important design is really helped me with making this conference which yes it's for creatives but it really doesn't it's not a design conference yet design has such a big part of it and it's really what brings a lot of people in so so yeah I don't know if I would be able to do the conference without knowing graphic design and knowing how to make my own website and brand something um if it wasn't for that time in my life so sure and I think um it's really important on a, just a basic first impression level uh, because so much is online right now. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I, I've seen several conference websites of just random conferences, and you think, well, what is this about? What is, it, if, if the branding isn't on point or the design isn't um, communicative enough, it's hard for the, the reader or the viewer or whatever to understand what, what to expect. And so... I mean, it drew me in. The Yellow Conference website is beautiful, though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, I'm glad you uh, like it. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. So I'm going to rewind just a little bit with my next question because I, I like to ask about people's childhood. So if you could kind of give me the scoop on that. Were you always <laughs> a creative – like, were you a creative kid? Did Were your parents, you know, encouraging of that? Like, Yeah, so I think I was always a creative kid. I loved – drawing from a very young age, as I think most kids do. I think most kids start. I mean, we're all creative beings, right? I really believe that we're all creative, and it comes out in different ways and different careers. And 
but yeah, I loved drawing and painting as a little girl, and I, you know, I think I knew I was good at it, like, it, my class would have little contests, and, you know, vote on, like, whose brochure was the best, and, like, I remember winning little things like that, so my parents, I think, saw that, and really fostered and encouraged that in me, um, and, uh, you know, they would, just little things, like buying me a paint set, or enrolling me in art classes, they were always encouraging each one of um, their kids, me and my brother and sister, to really go after what we were good at, so, um, yeah, my, my dad is a musician, and he has his doctorate in music composition, so he's very creative and very smart, and, um, you know, creates these beautiful orchestral pieces where I just, it blows my mind. So he's highly, highly creative. And then my mom is, um, she's a teacher. She's more down to earth. She's very practical. And so I think growing up, I really got a balance between the two of them where my dad was super creative. And then my mom was always kind of bringing him back down being like, okay, but here's what you got to do to get to where you want to be. And so I think growing up with my parents in that way really helped me to, yes, be creative, but also almost have this business mindset where um, I'm practical about what I do and I like to see purpose in what I do. And yeah, so, so yeah, my parents, you know, were great. My brother's a musician right now. He's, he plays stand-up bass. He's in college right now oh, cool. and he's a... Um, He's a music major, and my sister works with kids, just like my mom. So we're kind of um, all creative in our own ways, but... Um. Oh, I like that. I want to talk about your creative process just a little bit, because, you know, I've been following your work online, uh, the graphic design portion of it, and so you really streamlined your process for how you work with clients recently, and what, mm-hmm. what made you switch it up? So... I naturally am a scatterbrained person, so I find that in order to work with my brain, I have to be very streamlined. So I found that when I first started doing design, I was getting a lot of different people who needed different things, some things that I could do well, some things that I couldn't do well. And so um, I got overwhelmed with a lot of it. when things were a bit all over the place from with clients, you know, I'm working on one person who's doing this thing and then one person who's doing something completely different, which they all involve what I do, but they were very different. Um, and it would be hard for me to get things done well I, as I really wasn't sure how to move forward with a lot of them. Um, so in streamlining what I do, um, it was more about myself and being able to kind of lead my clients in a way where I knew what the end was already. Whereas if I was working on something that I'd never done before or only done a few times, um, it was just harder for me to lead my client. And I kind of felt like it was a guessing game, which there's times for that. There's, you know, even when you streamline things, there's always going to be figuring things out and something new will be thrown at you. But you know, I think for myself and my brain, how I work, just having this step-by-step process, like, I am a person who's ruled by my to-do list, like, it keeps me in line, or else I would be like, oh, look at that bird out there, you know, like, just come, so my to-do list is kind of like my boss, I feel like, and, um, so, uh, this streamlined process with my design is 
kind of like that too. It's like, okay, we finished this, now what do I do? Oh, I know exactly what we're doing next. Okay, this is what I need from you, this is when it's gonna be done. So um, it just kind of helps me be a better designer, I okay. think. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, yeah, and as a writer, I have a similar thing happening right now where it's everybody wants a little, a little something different, and that's fine, but uh, when the process isn't well-defined, it's, you're right, it's hard it's hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Right, yeah. It's, it's clouded with confusion. Right, I'm like, know? okay, yeah, where are we headed with this? I forgot. Exactly. So, yeah. Super yeah. smart. So you've also got the next Yellow Conference coming mm-hmm. down the line. So last year's conference, it was, it was a huge success. And that was the first year, correct? Yeah. Okay, so it was a huge success. I heard about it everywhere, it seems like. So congratulations on that, by the way. (laughs) So what made you want to launch a women's conference and a a creative conference like that? I think it was a combination of a lot of different things. But I I love business and I love creativity. And, um, you know, I've gone to a lot of female networking events. I've gone to creative conferences and I've gone to, you know, more business-focused conferences. And... Um, I personally felt like I was feeling a void in this female business world. Um, I felt that I was meeting a lot of women who were very much about their own gain. Um, you know, how many followers can I get and how many blog readers do I have or how much money am I making? Like it was a lot, the people who I was around at the time were very much about themselves and building up themselves, which in today's times is a very big thing with social media and building up your following and everything and I think it can get overwhelming sometimes and you know as a young designer I got very overwhelmed and um so you know I just I feel like I saw a lot of this competitiveness between women and just tearing other women down or gossiping behind people's backs and you know I, I felt myself drawing away from that and kind of just getting into this place where I was like what am I doing like I don't want to be like that but then, like, how do I build my... Bi- I still want to work hard and build this thing, but I, I wasn't seeing examples of women who were like how I wanted to be. So, you know, time went by, and I, I had an opportunity to meet some really amazing women um, just in this short amount of time. I think it was, like, a few weeks, and I went to an event, and I got to talk to this girl who worked at Darling Magazine. Um, and then... You know, like, a few days later, I got to go and hang out with some people who worked at Soul Pancake, the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and their company, Soul Pancake, is run by a woman, the CEO. And I met her, and she was just awesome. And I was like, these are the kind of women I want to be like. Like, these are the ones, you know, they're kicking butt in the business world, but they're doing it for a cause that's better than themselves. They're doing it for something that's greater. And... Um, they're kind and welcoming and inclusive. And I was like, these are, this is what I want to be around. So I was like literally in the shower and I had this idea. I was like, I could make a conference with women like that. Hearing from women who are creative and they're using what they have for good and they're doing it well. Um, So that's kind of how the idea came about. And I got super excited about it and just knew it was something that I couldn't let go of because I have a lot of ideas on a daily basis but um you know you have to be choosy about ones you actually put into practice and this one I just knew I was like okay I can't let this go so um 
yeah, that's kind of how it came about. Well, it's really inspiring to hear that. So I want to know how things are shaping up for this year. Are there any cool, exciting things you can tell us? I know you, you don't want to release too much, but it's coming up quick. It's yeah. in August, right? It's in August, so. which is like less than six months away now. Probably feels right around the corner. <laughs> it does. It goes by so fast. It's, yeah, especially as you get older, and just time goes by so it's fast. It's true, it's true. Um, so, yeah, I'm so excited about Yellow and where it's headed right now. I just, after we started with the conference, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I love this so much. I feel like it takes everything that I'm passionate about, and it gives a purpose to it, and I just want to run with that. And people were responding to it really well. It seemed like something that people need and want and so yeah for the conference this year we have some awesome speakers we have Jeremy Coart coming who's a photographer um, who I'm really uh, excited about and we have um, Jesse Simonson who's the um, co-founder and brand director at 31 Bits who I'm excited about and so we have lots of amazing speakers and then we're also working on something that's totally um not, I mean, and it has something to do with the conference, but sure. it's, like, different than the conference, too. So, um, we're actually working on a new website for Yellow, which is going to be kind of a hub for the Yellow Conference community and bringing us together online. Um, you know, with social media these days, we've had so many people from all over the place drawn to what we're doing, and, you know, we're just in L.A., so... Um, this website will be a place where we can bring our global community together and offer them resources and offer them classes and offer them practical tools on um, really how to accomplish their dreams and how to make an impact and use what they have for something greater. So it's going to be a really big website that we're working on having. You know, we want to have um, the ability to watch Yellow Conference live on the site and have the ability for people to talk to each other and have different conversations going on. So anyways, it's a very large site, and so we're going to be launching a Kickstarter campaign to fund the website in April, which is coming up really fast yeah. here, too. Uh -huh. um, so those are some big things that are kind of consuming us right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm also really nervous. Of course. But... Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I keep just reminding myself just to have fun with it. You know, like, life is short, and anytime I start stressing out about these new things, I'm like, you know what? I'm just having fun here. I'm getting people together. Yep. We're being creative. We're just trying to figure out how to do this thing, and it's fun. And even if it, you know, say our Kickstarter doesn't get funded, like, it's going to be okay. Life goes on. Right. And uh, so I keep telling myself that, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter's an interesting thing, and that all-or-nothing uh, situation can be very unnerving, I yes. think, you know, because yeah. you do, you put so much into it, and it's a huge, Kickstarter alone is a huge project. Yes. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who have done successful campaigns, and some people who've not had successful uh -huh. campaigns, and it has a lot to do with it being its own marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. it, it has to live as a marketing campaign on its own, and it's, yes. it's so um, time-consuming, but so worth it. Yeah, um, it's so time-consuming. Mm -hmm. I tell some friends of mine, and 
I'm like, oh, we're getting Kickstarter. It's like taking over my life. And they're like, oh, what, what do you have don't to do? Don't you just put up words in a video? I know. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know. We are doing a lot. And it's scary to put that much energy into something that you're not sure what the outcome will be. So, um, so yeah. But Well, I'm just, very excited. And you're right. The website, what you're talking about doing, it's not a normal website. Mm -mm. It, it's got a lot of back-end stuff that needs yeah. to happen. So, uh, yeah. And that's exciting. <laughs> it's very expensive, and we want to do it well and do it right, and um, the people who we're talking to, they're called Harbor Co., they're a boutique uh, creative um, agency, mm -hmm. and they're all about Yellow. One of their founders came to Yellow Conference last year, and so we're talking with them, and they're helping us with the Kickstarter because they believe in this, too. And awesome. Um, but they're super talented, and they're going to do a great job. So, but yeah, to do it well, you know, you get what you pay for and it is expensive. Absolutely. So, so yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously you've got a lot going on <laughs> with the conference, with your design clients and now the Kickstarter, you know, it's just, I know that when I get wrapped up in the day-to-day -day shuffle as a business owner, it can be really hard to stay inspired. So I'm always curious, how, how do you stay inspired? How do you give yourself the time and the space to be creative? I feel like at this particular time in my life, I am around people who are really inspiring. All I have to do is pick up the phone and, you know, call Alex, who is a girl who does experience direction stuff for the Yellow Conference, and she's just full of ideas and creativity. All I have to do is pick up the phone and talk to her, and after I talk to her, I'm like, all right, like, let's go for it. So I feel like at this time in my life, there's so much going on that I'm just so constantly inspired. Um, I think my real struggle is staying um, grounded and sometimes not getting too caught up in everything that's going on with work stuff and just to remember to focus on what really matters. Like, when I get caught up in, like, oh, what if this doesn't work? Or, oh, my gosh, like, what if people hate this? Or, you know, you just get caught up in this stuff where you just get tired and overwhelmed with everything that needs to be done. Um, so I think at those times I really just, um, simple things like hanging out with my friends and having dinner and not talking about work stuff, like, it's really it's really nice and inspiring in its own way to me. Um, a lot of my friends, we work in different industries. I have a friend who is um, working on her master's degree in marriage and family therapy, and so she's not necessarily in the same world that I am, which is actually really refreshing because I get a totally different point of view from her. And, um, you know, a lot of my friends are just doing totally different things, and I really like hanging out with them and just kind of realizing that there's just this life that's going on that's has no idea or cares what I'm doing, you know? It's sure. like, I think with the internet, sometimes we can get sucked in, and um, but you have to remember that there's this whole world that's moving outside of what we're doing. So, you know, hanging out with friends, just simple things like sitting at home with my cats and my husband, and um, I find a lot of times I just like staring out the window. I know it sounds kind no. of funny, but I mean, just looking out my window in the morning, there, we have this big um, lemon tree that is actually our neighbor's, but it kind of spills into our backyard, and I just love looking at it in the morning and watching the leaves move in the breeze, and it's very relaxing for me, and it really calms me and kind of just gives me a sense of like, wow, this, this world that we live in is really beautiful and 
just to kind of take a minute and stop and look at the things around me is yeah I appreciate it yeah yeah yeah. no I I do the same thing and I don't think it's weird at all to stare out the window I do it all the time (laughs) so I hope it's not weird um and nature and the outdoors is huge in my life I think um I, I was I was being interviewed and I said you know being outside makes me a better human being mm-hmm. <laughs> you know spending time in nature or at least pre- appreciating it even if it's from afar yeah you know if I can stop and take a moment yeah um I am a better human being and if I do that exactly so it's, it's good that you know that that focuses you and you know kind of lets you have that space uh-huh so that's good yeah I think it's good it was so funny just even this morning this is a funny story I was sitting on my couch and my cat was looking out the window, and this hummingbird came up. And I swear, it was like I was witnessing this magical moment of connection or something. The hummingbird was staring at my cat. And they were, like, staring at each other for, like, five whole seconds. And I was, like, looking at them, looking at each other. And it was, like, whoa. I feel like I had, I was texting my husband. I was, like, I just experienced a magical moment of connection between these animals. <laughs> oh, it was so weird. I but know, but that, was... when stuff like that happens, you realize... It's a, it's a perspective thing. Yeah. So you realize not how small we all are, but that there are things happening yes. outside of what we're doing. Exactly. And I think you're right. You're absolutely right that I think the internet has a lot to do with, uh, because I know when I go to launch something or to start something or even just write something, I think, oh my gosh, if it's not perfect right away, everyone's going to know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know? Yeah. Probably. Not probably not probably not. Yeah. And then some people will probably notice, but chances are they love you and they won't judge you. Right. You know, and so I think we do kind of have. It feels like there are always eyes on whatever we're trying to create or do. Right. And um, and it's a good reminder, I think, to kind of stop and appreciate other things that have yeah. nothing to do with our job. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's funny, too, like, thinking about, oh, if I put this thing out and people don't like it, they might not like it for about a minute, and then they'll move on to the next thing. You know, our sure. world, is so there's so much going on. It's mm-hmm. like people don't have time to think about your mistakes all day long. Exactly. You know, we're the only ones who do that to <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> it's so true. We need to cut ourselves a break, I think. Yeah. So since I'm, I'm taking the show on the road and I'm interviewing people where they are, so why L.A.? you and and Burbank in particular like why why this area why why set up shop here I never thought I would be in LA I grew up on the central coast of California San Luis Obispo area so I mean it's dreamland it's the promised land it's you have the beach you have the hills it's gorgeous there and everyone there is like oh LA sucks like why would you ever live in LA and so I kind of had that mentality too um But, you know, college brought me down here to Southern California, and then as I got more involved in the creative world, I kind of started to fall in love with L.A. and all the things that are going on here. Um, There's always someone working on something. There's a ton of um, actors here. There's a ton of people working in the film industry, creatives. There's tons of agencies around here. So you go to a coffee shop and you just overhear someone talking about their new film that they're creating and it's just very inspiring to be around these types of people so now I you know I can't imagine being anywhere else um the people that I've met are just very inspiring to me and there's a lot of cool people doing cool things so you have a lot of ability to connect with people and um you know even for our conference like 
product sponsors. There's just so many cool creative businesses around here where I talk to someone who is trying to do something in Florida and they're like we just don't have the same kind of creativity here that you guys do and I think I take it for granted sometimes but I love it and Burbank in particular it's kind of outside of LA it's kind of its own little bubble and um but I really like it I'm not a go 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 person all the time I like to go 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 for a chunk of time but then I'm ready to go and be alone and, um, you know, not be around the hustle and bustle all the time. So Burbank kind of gives me that, you know, I like just yesterday I was in LA, I was downtown all day long. We were doing a shoot and I came home to Burbank and I was like, Oh, like you can breathe. there's nice, there's parking here and there's families and yeah, I could breathe and kind of be like, okay. But yet LA is like, you know, just down the way. So I can kind of have a little bit of both worlds. So Okay. That's kind of what I like. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I got a little turned around on the way here, and I ended up in a residential area. And the houses are so cute. I know, they're <laughs> really, really cute. Beautiful here, yeah, so yeah. I can see why you like it. Yeah. So. Okay, so if you had one bit of advice for people out there who are listening, what advice would you give? I'd say the main thing would be to listen to the desires of your heart and think about where you're gifted. I think a lot of times, especially if you're working that nine to five corporate job, you're, you're just like, I want to quit and I want to start my own business, which is great. And if, if that's for you, do it, like go for it. I think it's also important to think about, you know, that might, maybe that's not the answer. Maybe you just need to find another job that is more in line with your values Um, I think knowing what we value is really important. If you value flexibility, but you're working at a job that you have zero flexibility, you probably should find a job that allows you to have more flexibility. It doesn't mean that that workplace is even a horrible place or that the people you work with are bad. If if they're not aligning with your values, you're going to hate it no matter what. Um, So I think just kind of diving into a soul search and think about what is it you value, like top three things that you value and trying to align yourself in those ways. And once you do that, you have to have the courage to take action and to take the steps that it takes to get you to the place you need to be. You know, if you figure out that your work isn't aligning with your values, then you need to have courage to figure out what will and move in that direction. And... I always tell myself this, life is so short, we don't have a lot of time, like, take risks, you're gonna be scared, I find a lot of people say, like, have no fear, you know, like, get rid of fear, and I say that to myself all the time, but I think a more important thing is to, even when you are scared, to act anyways, because I'm scared every day, like, I'm scared doing this podcast right now, but I'm trying to hold it together, (laughs) Um, but you know, just because you're scared doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. You should act in spite of your fear. And, um, you know, hopefully as time goes on, you'll have less and less of it. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be things that you don't know how to do. So I think aligning yourself up with the right people is really important too. people who, who know the things that you don't know. And, um, don't be afraid to ask for help because you can do so much more when you're, with people who know things that you don't than you can just on your own. So, yeah, figure out your values and, 
you know, move in a direction that will get you to a place where you're able to work within those values. I love That's it. what I would say. It's great advice. Great advice. So for those listening, where is the best place to find you online? Yeah, you can find me. I'm all about Instagram these days. So my Instagram is at Joanna Waterfall. Um, Yellow Conference is there too. You can just at Yellow Conference. Um, same with Twitter at Joanna Waterfall on Twitter at Yellow Conf um, with Yellow Conference. And then um, you can find Yellow Conference website at yellowconference.com and my uh, design website at waterfall-creative.com. Yeah. Thank you, Joanna. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited for you and your road trip. Oh, I love what you're doing. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. That was Joanna, you guys. If you want to find out more about Joanna's design work, head to waterfall-creative.com. And for all of the Yellow Conference information, head on over to yellowconference.com. Also, since Joanna and I are both very into Instagram at the moment, feel free to share how and where you listen to the show. I have started the CYOP Where I Listen hashtag as a way for this little community to kind of share their love for the show and follow along with each other's journeys. So snap a photo and tag us both so we can say hello. Again, Joanna's handle is at Joanna Waterfall and mine is at Jennifer E. Snyder. As usual, I've linked up to everything we mentioned today, including a link to that amazing Kickstarter campaign in the show notes at creatingyourownpath.com. And remember, if you've enjoyed this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. I really do read and appreciate all of the reviews you're leaving. Thanks for listening, you guys, and I'll catch you next time.